bless you all this morning, and trust you all are, feel welcome this morning. Amen. We got a few visitors with us, our sister Sally Duke from Indiana, our sister Lisa Friedman from Arizona, and our sister Kim Cape from North Carolina. If you could stand, we can welcome you this morning. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We also got our brother Ethan Samuels from Edmonton. He'll be staying with us for about a year. If you could stand, we can welcome you this morning. Amen. God bless you. Amen. It's also a quick announcement for our brother Joseph and sister Grace Gindo uh, for a reception, wedding reception for them next or this coming Saturday, uh, September 16th at 3 p.m. The sign-up is due today, so if you're wanting to go to that, um, the sign-up is in the fellowship room. So if you can sign up today, and they can know who's coming for that. Amen. Come here to worship. Amen. Let's just sing this. You are the healer.
thankful there's one worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do we feel the shadows deepen? We do. Do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do.
name, oh Jesus. You are worthy of our praise, oh God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We lift your name this morning, oh Jesus. Hallelujah. That we can lift your name and say you are worthy. Oh, worthy above all ever in the names of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Ellie Cazero, could I have you open up the service in a word of prayer? If you have a need, it's lifted up before the Lord. Amen. Meet that need this morning, Brother Ellie. Let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this great opportunity to be in your presence. Lord Jesus Christ, we want to commit the whole service in your hands, Jesus Christ. We want to commit our needs. We want to commit everything we hope for. Lord Jesus Christ, we want to be in your way, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, we, uh, we want you to be with your servant as he is going to preach. We want you to take him aside and, and we want you to take a full control, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, this is a house of correction. We want to be corrected. We want to be right with your word, Jesus Christ. As the day is approaching, Jesus Christ, we want to be worthy. You are the one worthy, as we just sang in, in your song. Lord Jesus Christ, we want you to take full control in everything we do, in everything we think, in every action we do. As the day is approaching, we want to be closer to you. We want to be as you, Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> You have revealed your word through your prophet, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, help us to keep our mind in this message, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, we want to commit the whole entire service in your hands. Take a full control. We want to take all the, the distractions, all the evils under our control, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to uh, to meet the needs that were either spoken or not spoken so you can glorify yourself, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I commit the entire service in your hands. Amen. seats. Amen. Our sister Sally uh, Duke has a special for us. As she comes, can we just sing the chorus to How Great Thou Art? Then sings my soul. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee.
Rachel, uh, Annette could be ready just right after that. Shout your word, and we exalt 
still as she made her way to Jesus. She stumbles through the tears that made her blind. She felt such pain, some spoke in anger, heard folks whisper, there's no place here for her. face until at last she knelt before his feet and though she spoke no words everything she said was heard as she poured her So don't be angry if I wash his feet with my tears and I dry them with my hair. You weren't there the night he found me. You did not feel what I felt when he wrapped
our brother Tom comes, can we just sing, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. I just want to speak the name of Jesus.
Amen. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's this manifested, unveiled Christ. The name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many churches today are worshiping a God of history. But we are worshiping a God of the present. Amen. And he's been unveiled before us. The mighty God. God bless you all this morning. Wonderful song service. Wonderful specials. Let's give those a, a appreciation. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sister. Lovely. Hallelujah. Nice to have all these visitors here with us. As you look around the church, you find we have a multicultural church. I just say it's a taste of heaven. Amen. When we come in our national garb, and I don't know what a Canadian garb is, but we'll be marching together. We'll be marching to Zion. We'll be lifting up that holy name. We've had the uh, tremendous privilege to have our precious brother Stephen Ibali here from Jinja, Uganda. And uh, his church's name, Intervail Ministry, and I can understand that. Because you had to be in the Intervail to understand what was preached on the other night. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was a masterpiece. It was artwork. It was beauty in motion. The reason I, I held back having the deacons come forward uh, to take an offering. I, I sometimes feel so um, small when men of God like this come here. And they hardly have anything, and we have everything. And um, Brother Tim has done a tremendous work for our missions. And I want to, get, I want to thank Brother Tim Dodd this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. To catch and carry a vision is very important. And it's not, I, I can assure you when you're on the field, it's not something that is a holiday of any stretch of imagination. He's been able to take his son, my son, other young men over. I believe Brother Victor, Lord willing, will be going the next time to Uganda. And I think that's just wonderful. I'd like to take a love offering up this morning. If I had what he should have, I would want to give. The alabaster box, the value there. So we're going to take a... I know you give your tithes and your offerings in, on a Sunday morning. Strangers and, and those that are visitors in our midst, forgive us, but we don't forgive what we do taught by a prophet that a part of our worship is giving and I would feel that this little assembly could give much to our precious brother Stephen for the years of labor of love of this message he's carried and to help him for the future to carry out the burden of the word of the Lord so I'd ask the brothers please to come up As I said, Brother Tim, maybe I would get an accolade from you one day. Because I 
wanted to present missions at Brother Combos. That's what I meant. Brother Tim says, herald the missions. So I herald the missions. Because without it, this church is just, just a church. So part of it was, some of you can pray. And I know you do. Most of you do. We can give, and most of us do. But some of us go, and that's what we will do. So we pray, we give, and we send those that are able to go to the foreign fields, as I said on, on Wednesday night or Friday night. After hearing the word of God, I feel North America needs more missionaries here than over there. But it's a wonderful word that we heard. And, and if you didn't hear it, or when you were here, you hear it again. Because that's where heaven and earth is blending. That dimension is coming. That dimension is here. And we want to see him high and lifted up in all his glory in this great unveiling of God. So let's pray over this offering this morning. And it will go to Brother Stephen for his labor, for his ministry. Heavenly Father, we always feel humbled when we come before the throne of grace. We come through the blood. We come through your bleeding word. We come to give you praise. We come to adore you to love you, to worship you for all you've given, Lord. This unveiled Christ, this glorious message that we so want to hold up high, Lord. We don't want the standard to lower. We want it to raise up higher and higher and see you in all your beauty and all your holiness. Pray, Father God, that today, if you those that would give whether it be little you can multiply it whether it be much to God be the glory we pray Lord that God whatever is given today might multiply in the hands of your servant and that souls would be won and lives would be changed and word would go forth and you would give him great unction in the days ahead So we ask this blessing. We ask, Lord, you'll bless the giver in Jesus' name. You may have your seats. Shout Jesus from the mountain. Jesus.
as I said, Brother Pastor, my brother, and Pastor Brother Stephen Ibali from Intervale Ministries in Jinja, Uganda, will be speaking. And I know not often I will read a scripture before another minister will come to the pulpit, but I don't want to take your thoughts away from what we'll be ministering. But in Ecclesiastes, it says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven and I believe brother Stephen is here in this season for a purpose we've been enjoying and enjoying the word and the fellowship and it's unveiling but God will send as brother Ben then says in things that are to be there's something in us that's calling to live to do right then God will have somebody come to the pulpit and will preach the absolute truth. And it doesn't stop there. It's needed. He goes on to say, it's needed for your heavenly home. So God at this season and at this time had a purpose in having Brother Stephen here with us. So this morning, drink in the word pull on the word we've got all day in the word and i just want to thank the lord jesus for allowing us to have our precious pastor and his dear wife sister sarah here from uganda we want to welcome you as an assembly god bless you for coming amen let's just stand to our feet as we welcome brother stephen to the pulpit now Lord, I lift your name. Lord, I lift your name. Your And uh, I just want to ask you to sit down for a while. It's a great privilege for me to be here. Uh, just to have fellowship with purchase of the blood of Jesus Christ. I sometimes feel the least of the kingdom of God as a minister. But... Uh, I appreciate God so much for the fellowship that, you know, God has allowed between us and the assembly here. I just want to say one thing, God bless you for kind of supporting our hands as we keep doing the best we can for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I will not say so much, but... uh, a lot should be said, and uh, certainly appreciate Brother Tom. 
um, and the entire assembly for the support that you have given over the years uh, to help us take this message far and wide among our people. I think we are the best fitter to do that. Yeah, so Brother Tim comes sometimes and, you know, goes around back and forth and, you know, he sees what the Lord is doing and, uh, you know, he brings the report. I believe you have been hearing much about what God's been doing. And we are really thankful for that. Thank you for the offering this morning. I pray that the Lord God bless you. For the first time, I've traveled with my wife. She has been uh, my part for the last 43 years. And God has given us four daughters together and seven grandchildren. We are not growing younger, we are growing old all the time. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first came down here, you know, you felt the strength and energy and you preach and, you know, but as you keep growing older, you know, seems like the fires keep dying down, but something builds better on the inside. Amen. Amen. So um, I just have a few of those uh, videos that uh, uh, I wanted to share with you, and then I've got one more. The last one will be from Brother Fred Chienji. So he's very good in organizing, uh, you know, his uh, presentations is not like us. So I'll take a few of these, and the purpose of this is to just show you at least a few seconds about what exactly happens uh, where you are not. And uh, we shall be seeing some of the meetings that we have back home because there are so many baptisms, but we just don't baptize people per se. We teach them. So we do the best we can. We get big meetings once every month so that we can really be able to help the people come through the steps where we came through ourselves. Yeah, because when we believed, we knew nobody. We just uh, had a few books and um, a few tapes, one, two, three here. But, you know, simply because we kept holding on, God kept taking us one step at a time. And that's the same way the journey of, to glory. You know, you, you, you don't, you know, just kind of leap in and you are there. You know, even when they were going through the wilderness, it was one day at a time. And that's exactly how we are going with this believers that are believing in the country. Uh, there's too much that they have to cover and uh, to come to our stage. But one thing which we know is that God has opened the door. And every single day, something new is happening. Amen. Amen. So I'll ask, you know, for the first tape, uh, if you can play that video for me. So, uh, just a little bit. Uh, these are the churches that you people have been building. Uh, they are teen walls and teen roofs. So, they are used 
you know, uh, in different congregations, different meetings, and you know, so we just want to show you the inside of what those churches look like. Brother Tim preaching in one of them. That's Brother Andreas from Germany. He comes and joins in our labors twice a year sometimes. Those are different scenarios, but the purpose of it all is to show you exactly the kind of structures that you have been able to support, you know. Those are different meetings, uh, you know, which we normally participate in, mostly on Tuesdays and sometimes on Thursdays, and sometimes we visit on Sunday services. Yeah. Okay, you can give me the next. These are now the bigger meetings that we normally have once in a month. And in one of those, brother, that's, that's another church again. So, The church fields and all the church ground is filled with the people. Brother Tim, we don't get this crowd only when you come, even when you're not there. <laughs> That's not just the term. It's not just the term. That's just the word. Tim, we teach that old You're the bride. You're his beloved. That's why he revealed his word to me. Amen. Because he loves you. For his great love wherewith he loved us. And Ezekiel, he says it this way. He says, when I pass by you, I looked upon you. And thy time was the time of love. Listen closely. 
This is marriage time. He says, I spread my skirt over you. He doesn't say I gave you a skirt. I covered your nakedness. See that that's why the Bible says in Revelation 3. And counsel it to my reign. That the shame of thy nakedness do not. He starts talking about natural nakedness. Talk about spiritual nakedness. Spiritual Praise the Lord. So, actually, that place, uh, most of the people in that area came from a Baptist background. So, when Brother Tim is preaching, they are nodding their heads. (laughs) So, but they love the word and they are very grounded people. Then there is another area. Most of the people came from a Pentecostal background. If you can play the next one. <laughs> You've shown us that we can never pray too much. We thank you that we have an approach to you through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. That when we pray, you don't see us, you see the blood. And you hear our voice speaking through the blood. And Father, we know you're here. And we see that which thing he would come to you anyway. But he didn't answer by his flesh. He answered by a word. That's one of our meetings now. I want to go to Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. So these are new believers. And I was telling them the situation when Paul believed, where he was going, they were scared of him. 
and where he was coming from, they didn't need him anymore. And so I said, you young believers, you are just exactly like that position Paul was in. But what Paul decided to do was to go into the desert of Arabia, feed on the word. When he felt he had had enough, he could go to Jerusalem and then have a one-to-one with Peter. So we encourage our people, study the word. Don't be in a hurry. Just go and study the word, feed on the word. So we do the best we can. We give them the materials. And the Lord has been gracious. He has blessed us in many different ways. Amen. So let's just stand up and have a word of prayer as we turn to Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. We can pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we give thanks and honor to you this morning. We've come to a holy presence. Father, where you take the opportunity to speak to your children, and I also pray, Father, that in the event when you are speaking to us, help, Father, that we may be able to hear you, Heavenly Father. That the word which is going to be preached this morning may mean life to the hearers, Heavenly Father. So many people come before you and many times they are burdened by different things, Lord, the pressures of life. But yet, Father, there cannot be any better place to come to so that your people may find solace. I pray, Lord, that you take me out of the way. And Father, dear Lord God, use my disjointed words and expressions. But Father, dear Lord God, that you may reach the hearts of the people, Father, and give them what they have need of. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's turn to the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, which is a common scripture to us. So the scripture says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. May the Lord add blessing the reading of his word. We may be seated. So it's not an easy place to stand in this morning. And I know many of these ministers may feel the way I feel when I come before the people knowing that I'm going to preach from the same material that the people study from. So when I speak, they know where the comma should go, and then they would know he has overshot the sentence, but whatsoever, we trust that the Lord may speak to us in a better and different way this morning. Amen. So um, I remember one brother spoke to me and told me, Brother Stephen, My wife was suffering from cancer and she was dying. He had become a believer and he was a sailor before. And uh, he felt his wife was going through that situation because he had turned down the ministry, he felt. So Brother Harold was his pastor at the time. So he went to Brother Harold and says, I think I'm turning down the call of God. And uh, 
You know, that's why my wife is going through this situation. So, you know, he tries to kind of type up with uh, Brother Branham and the situation of Sister Hope. So Brother Howard says, how can we know? The best we can do is we shall let you take the stage and, you know, exercise your ministry. So he told me he took it gladly. He comes to the uh, day when he was supposed to start his ministry. So he gave his testimony as a sailor the best way he knew how. And the church was heavily blessed. So he came to a point where he says, let's go to the scripture reading. He spoke for five minutes. And he says, Brother Harold, no thought, take over. <laughs> I said, what did you do? He says, I went, sat back, and I had to weep. So this is not a very simple place. And we come down here, and we are scared. And Brother Harold used to tell me the most difficult part of his ministry is how to start and how to end. And I think every minister knows that. Where to start from and where to feel like you've given the people enough. So I pray that you pray with me. I mean, you pray for me and that the Lord may have his way this morning. I want to speak on the subject, faith cometh by hearing. So we'll take time to speak on faith, which is totally independent of uh, positive thinking. You see, sometimes when we come out of all different backgrounds, you know, a Pentecostal tries to uh, make faith that God will always respect what I think. And so he starts thinking along that line. He exercises himself in not doubting a little bit. So he says that is faith, and he says he believes it's going to happen. So we are talking about faith, where Brother Branham says your unbelief cannot hinder God. It's totally different approach to faith. Amen? You know, in Genesis, the Bible says that Sarah laughed. But then Paul comes in Hebrews 11 and says, by faith, Sarah. So it's a totally different thing that we are going to talk about this morning. We are going to see that faith is not a uniform thing. Faith is a personal revelation of the will of God to every individual believer. You see, that's the angle we want to take. The faith that baffles the saints that were praying in the house of John Mark's mother. They were praying for the release of Peter, and they really indeed had faith. They put their faith together. But when Peter came, the same people who prayed until the angel went in and released Peter, when he came and knocked, Rhoda looked through the keyhole, and, uh, you know, he says, it's Peter. They said, no, it is his spirit. But, you know, the kind of faith, that's the faith we want to speak about this morning. Amen? The faith that cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we want to say that this type of faith that I'm talking about uh, does not come by audio hearing. Because 
many times when we say faith cometh by hearing, then you do the best you can to say that, well, then let me listen to the word and then be able to catch that faith, that faith doesn't come by audio hearing. Because, you know, by audio reception, everybody would really have faith. You see what I mean? Because we sit under preaching of the word and we all listen and, you know. So when Christ preached the word, all had him, but it's only the elect, always only the elect that had the saving faith in what they had. Amen. So as the message teaches, only one messenger for each age receives what the spirit has to say to that age. And that one messenger is the messenger to the true church. He speaks for God by revelation to the churches both true and false. Which means both the true and false hear the same word, but faith is received by a qualified group in a different way. So, the message is then broadcast to all. Brother Branham uses the word broadcast, you know, purposely because he did not want the word used or the word is uh, told to all, you know, he uses the word broadcast to all because he does not really want to confuse hearing. Yeah, so he just uses the word that is broadcast to all. Amen? For all who come within range of the message, that message is received individually by only a qualified group in a certain way. Amen? Here in the church book, Brother Branham uses, as I said, the word broadcast so that you may not confuse the meaning of Romans 10, 17. Amen? He uses the word broadcast, though it's broadcast for all who come in range. You see? Not who hear, but who come in range. Because he wants to preserve the word here to be specifically a preserve of the elect of God. Are you together with me? So each individual of that group is one who has the ability to hear what the Spirit is saying by way of the messenger. It is broadcast to all, but it's only the elect who hear. And that's why in every church age, it is said, he that hath an ear. Amen. So we become church because each one of us has heard by way of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah, we, we, that's, that's why we become church because every individual has had the ability to hear. So we do not come here as family. We do not come down here as uh, uh, people who have been flocking along together and then uh, we kind of get into contact with the word. So we decide, why don't we go to church? That's not where we come to church to make the church. Those who here are not getting their own private revelation, nor is a group getting their collective revelation. Brother Branham makes that clear. But each person is hearing and receiving what the messenger has already received from God. Amen. 
Amen. So what the messenger receiveth, amen, because he has got a receiving seat for the age, is what he passes on to the individual who was also receiving seat for himself. So the people here and catch faith by the word through the seven church ages is the ones that God always speaks to. He says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Like the natural man has a mouth to feed by, even the spiritual man, the elect of God, has got a means of feeding from God. Amen. He has been given what the Spirit calls an ear. So as the word is preached, we'll come into range of the word. Amen. But as we come into range of the word, it's only the elect finally that will have the ability to understand and know. Praise the Lord. So it is God making it possible for you. Amen. So that you have the ability to hear from him. So your new birth, amen, when you are born again, there is something that actually activates your theophany. Amen. And your theophany is the only one that has got record of all eternity. Are you together with me? So like Brother Branham in one of the messages in Power Transformation, he says that looks like sometimes when God was creating, we think he spoke something for that day, and then it happens, then he speaks for the second day, then it happens, then he speaks for the third day. He doesn't do like that. Brother Branham says he spoke everything at one time and then went rest. Like he prophesied what was going to happen to each day of the manifestation of the creation. And that's how we were also created. Amen. We were only waiting for our time of manifestation, which is this day. Okay. So now, when we were created... You know, we, we, we were created in a, 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 the image of God. But then, Brother Branham teaches us that we bypass that theophany to come down here and be tested of God so that we can be reunited back. So how is our theophany reactivated? It's reactivated by listening and hearing the word. And so now when we catch our new bath, it reconnects us back to our theophany. And Brother Branham says, we have heard from our theophany. We are not here and confessing this supernatural thing simply because we've got a brain to catch what we hear. No, sir. We are able to catch these supernatural things because you are connected back to your theophany. It's the theophany that knows all things. Somehow when Job bypasses theophany, he came to a particular point where he was feeling like he was buffeted by the kind of things that he was going through. And then what God did in Job Chapter 38 and 39 and 40, 41, 42, he called Job back to himself. Are you together with me? And then he says, where were you? He was connecting him back 
to that theophany. Amen. Then Job had the ability to understand and know. Amen. You see, your new birth brings forth your theophany into existence and you get under the influence of your theophany who knows all things. And when God is speaking to you, he is speaking to that particular theophany. Amen. Therefore, everything starts breaking forth as revelation to you. Everything comes to you as substance that exists in a spirit world. All your beaten path is not what is happening now. God knew everybody's path where we were going to come through. The challenges you are going to go through. The blessings you are going to enjoy. God predestinated those things way back before the foundation of the world. And so once God calls you to your consciousness, the spiritual consciousness is actually trying to map out your path. He says this is where you were supposed to pass. You see what I mean? You know that's the way God works with us. So everything comes to you as revelation from the substance that already exists in the spirit world. Amen. Now, the prophet says here, yeah, then after you recognize the very word of God was ego food, then you left the other things. You have then been formed into the living image of the living God you had from your theophany. You begin blending back into the original image. You begin to think like a God. And then you begin to hear his instructions. And your daily walk is the desire of God being made manifested in our lives. Amen. 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 So faith, therefore, is communication from your heavenly body about divine realities. Amen. So as I preach this morning, your heavenly body is saying amen. And it sounds like something that you've always known. And yet you're hearing it for the first time. Because there is a supernatural communication. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now Brother Branham says, Faith itself is a substance. An evidence of things that the senses of the body won't declare. Are you together with me? Those things exist. But the senses of the body may not be able to lay a hand on them. But they are there. They are yours. The things that God has uh, uh, ordained for us. And then Paul says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. The senses of our body cannot declare them. But they are evidence that is already along our path's journey. Amen? So, but they are there, and the foreordained come, you know, those who are foreordained of God to overcome, they come into these junctions. And the moment you get a particular victory, it doesn't even become strange. There is something on the inside of you that was saying, actually, this belongs to you. 
You just kind of come into it and then you begin to, uh, you know, relax. Like this is the, what, what you, you are supposed to, to, you know, to inherit. Amen. So now you talk about things that are already foredained of God, but the senses of the body cannot declare them. Like Isaac existed in the economy of God. Amen. He was a substance and God had laid out certain realities to the line of Isaac. But the senses of Abraham would not declare that. And for 25 years, he was struggling to connect back to those realities. And this is where we need faith. Faith is not producing anything new. Faith is connecting you to what already God has ordained for you. But simply because you come into this bodily format, you know, it's carnal. You see what I mean? So you struggle to really get a hold of those eternal realities that God has placed ahead for every one of us. Amen. He says, now some think that it's a mental conception of the word. Okay? He's talking about faith. But that's not faith. Faith is a substance. Faith is not a myth. Faith is substance of things hoped for or the evidence. To have an evidence, it must be a substance You don't present an idea before a magistrate. It must be substance. And you said, this is the evidence. Amen? So it is not just something that you imagine in your mind. It is something that absolutely you have. Faith is not going to give you anything that was not ordained along your path. Faith is only removing the mist, removing the fog, that you may reach out for that which is ordained for you from the foundation of the world. It is something that you possess in your own being. Amen. It is the evidence of things that you have hoped for. It's the evidence of things you do not have as yet, but you have the authority of God to say that you have it. Amen. So faith helps you to bring things from the eternal reality into the mortal reality. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So a minister can teach, but it's only God that can reveal what belongs to you. That inside teacher takes the word and makes it relevant to the inner man. And that's what we call revelation. You just say, my, this is relevant for me now. And then you just wonder how you get so relaxed. You know, like, you know, and then something happens that you never expected would ever come your way. And when it does, you are not even too excited. Looks like you are just trying to set into something like you are taking one step at a time and then something gets manifested and then you start walking into another step like that. That's what faith is supposed to do, to remove the fog 
so that we may continue our walk back into eternity. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So as an elect, God fits in you a feeding mechanism. Amen. That germ of life is what God speaks to. And in that germ of life, he has put an ear which is different from these ears here. And that germ of life is the one that has got the ear that hears God. You see, that's why he says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The part of you which is a portion of God. Because all of us brought together, we make the female part called the bride. Amen. And the bride and bridegroom are the self same thing. So then we are also identified as a part of that word by the gene of life that you wear from before the foundation of the world. That part there is what gave you eternal life. Eternal life is not something you found at the altar. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. When you believe, my brother, you are just connecting back to the real you. You are like that prodigal son when he went through a lot of mess. The Bible says when he came to himself. (laughs) So you come to a point and you come to yourself. You discover that I'm an eternal being that's having just an earthly journey here on earth. And when you discover who you are, that's the part that God speaks to. And that's the part that picks faith. Amen. Amen. That jam of life is what God speaks to. And it's what the Holy Spirit through the seven churches. Amen. Cause an ear. He that has an ear, let him hear. So the ear of the Spirit helps you to feed the gene of life. Amen. So the ear spoken of here is connected to the gene life, the gene of life that you have, you know, is the one that has got that ear. And in there is life in itself. Are you together with me? It is the ear that catches the teaching of the Spirit. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Are you together with me? Yeah. There is something in you that can connect back to God. So now let me put it this way. That when these ministers come and they are dedicated, they come down here, they are struggling. Like Brother Branham would say, Let William Branham get out of the way. He really feels like he is in a certain slot. (laughs) And he really feels like, I wish I can have the ability to bring to the people what I feel on their side. He comes, you know, trying to put away the motor part of himself. That he can speak to you by the gene of God on the side. The one which catches the revelation. 
Amen? And so when you come to church and you're put on your priestly garment, because Revelation 1.6, he has made us kings and priests. He has given us a kingdom that we have to rule. You subdue the forces of this kingdom. And then you step out as a priest too when you are coming before the presence of God. You got your priestly garments on so that you and Christ the high priest that's using the veil of your minister would meet somewhere in the inner veil. That as this minister is speaking the oracles of God, some supernatural revelation, you are not receiving it by these ears, but you are receiving it from the hand of the seed gene of God. Then we can really say, we have come to a presence. Then things can begin. You understand what I mean? Because now right there, God is in total control. Amen? Now, you know, everything that were ordained for you in this journey then begins to break forth. That's divine fellowship now. Both the ministry and the later are meeting behind the veil. They are before our presence. This family against this family is not there anymore. Amen. You have come really, both of you, pulled out of the self, out of the outer cart, out of the middle cart, and you have come into presence. Praise the Lord. That's the boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. That's fellowship in the inner veil. So in the inner veil, the world is shut behind you. In that presence, brother, you are just standing in front of Shekinah glory. Even if you are dry as the road of Aaron, you can begin to buy. You walk out with some fruit. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. And what you have received in that kind of fellowship, brother, it is going to stay permanently. And sometimes you hear what you hear when God is just prophesying. But then God will keep that alive on the inside as you walk. And it comes to a time you will say, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. This day, this sermon is fulfilled. Because something has been keeping fresh. You've been meditating on the word. Amen. Romans 10, 7. So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Not hearing from the word of God. The Catholics could hear from the word of God. Yeah, any unbeliever that comes here can hear from the word of God, but not everybody hears by the word of God. Amen. So we thank God that a supernatural mechanism is fitted into the seed to help it quicken. Amen. That's the atmosphere your seed gene needs. The word dropping in and it just sinks in like a rain. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, 
find some brothers say, well, we, 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 we do not need the former reign, we, we need the latter reign. You know, uh, they put the history to it. Brother Branham had the reigns for the age. But I was not there. And the promise for this age is not latter rain. It's former and latter rain together. So we come into presence and the word drips in. And as it drips in, a short, quick walk. At the same time, God is bringing forth the fruits of manifestation among his people. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. Now, you know, the foreman letter rain, and many people say, oh, this is the mechanics. And yeah, let me tell you, friends, <laughs> the Holy Spirit has more to do in the area of the mechanics than he has to do with the dynamics. Some people really think that the mechanics is man and the dynamics is God. But both ways it rains. It rains in the former rain and it rains in the latter rain. And these rains speak of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost has to come in as a teacher. And now that's how we come down in the book of Matthew when he was asking them, whom do you say that I the son of man am? And that was the former reign when Peter struck it and says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he says, flesh and blood has not taught this to you, but my father which is in heaven. And immediately after that, then God began to pass on the dynamics to Peter. Are you together with me? Thou art Peter, and upon this rock. Then he gave him the keys to bind and lose. But the first thing that he had to do was to open the first door by the teaching of the world. Amen. And this is what we do. We go on the inside, we pray, we labor, we ask God, won't you speak to your people? And then God opens up the word. And now, you know, people sometimes are so spiritual. You know, they come down here to church, not because they want to hear from the Holy Ghost, but they want to hear from the favorite preacher. And they do not know that they are turning down God. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord. You remember the words of Peter? You know, when he was talking uh, to, uh, what's the name of that lady who died together with the husband? Safira Nananias, was it? Yeah. yeah. You know, he says, what has happened that you deceived the Holy Ghost? And it was a man. You see what I mean? <laughs> the people are looking for some kind of a supernatural eye. To come and stand before them. Before they can know that the Holy Ghost is working a work among them. But when a man of God studied. Comes down here before you. Know you are dealing directly with the Holy Ghost. Listen. In Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 2. He says my doctrine shall drop as the rain. 
My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. So as I teach this morning, the word is distilling into the gene seed to help the seed to burst forth, amen, the blade so that it can start feeding from the light of the word, amen. So, and every person that's elected of God comes in and gets the faith of Abraham when they ever talk face to face with God. That's Brother Branham saying that. Amen? When they step into presence. So, by the ears of the five senses, listen now, we can hear and feed the human spirit. We can feed the intellect. And we can really get satisfied and we can even grow to the level where we can be able to explain it. But it will never produce the fruit of faith. Because that one is God dealing direct with the seed gene. Amen? But when the inside teacher drops it into the soul, it becomes a supernatural faith. And that's the faith that gives you eternal life. Amen? Amen? The best mother, you know, the Holy Ghost, you, you know, comes because you've heard. Amen? You, you, you know, total obedience to the word entitles you to the token. Praise the Lord. The faith that pays the fruit of the spirit. It comes by hearing by the seed gene. The faith that builds the rapturing grace does not come by these ears here. It comes by the word going to that part that represents your eternal life. Amen. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not hearing from the word of God now. Praise the Lord. Brother Branham says, Jesus had perfect faith because he was the word. (laughs) And you become the word as you receive the word. (laughs) He had perfect faith because he was the word. That perfect faith cannot be built by an intellectual perception. Praise the Lord. The faith that the seed gene produces is another type of faith different from all the other renderings of faith. And sometimes when we teach faith, we are not really trying to help the people to get into what section of faith that they have need of for the hour. Amen? So, now, there are different renderings of faith. Like, you know, you... Woke up this morning and you had faith you would be able to come to church. And you dressed. You had the faith to get into your car, to come down here. That's faith. And everybody has that type of faith. Then there is a faith which is our faithfulness to him. And that's what the church of Thyatira had. You know, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 19, he says, I know thy work. 
works and charity and service and faith and thy persons and thy works and the last be more than the first. In all these virtues is pointing out is thy, 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 not mine. Are you together with me? I know thy faith and that faith which is talking about is the human confidence which you have in me. That's the faith Peter always used. When he started out to walk on the waters, that's the faith which fails. That's the faith that the disciples used when they went out healing the sick. It was just a certain form of faithfulness to the command, go out. Brother Branham says, I know your faith. Now he does not say here, as he did to the church in Pegamos, you hold my faith. He is not talking about his faith now, but he's commending them for their faithfulness. And as he does, he also mentions their patience. Now, faithfulness and patience go together. And so many people bracket themselves into this angle of faith, and they think they've got a perfect faith. They'll pocket themselves into this angle of faith, and they can perform signs, wonders, and miracles. But this faith fails, and this faith cannot give you a new birth. (laughs) And God honors this kind of faith. But it's not the faith of Romans 10, 17. Amen? The faith of Romans 10, 17 is perfect faith. Which doesn't fail. And it's the kind of faith that awakens the eternal seed on the inside. (laughs) Are you together with me? It's totally different from the other renderings of faith. This faithfulness, he knows that if I tell the master I want to walk on the water, he'll tell me, come. So he says, okay, come. He started going. But his faith fails when it comes into the midst of challenges. And he began to drown. But the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ extends the hand to him. And then by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was successfully able to walk on the waters. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hope the Lord will do something for us this morning. But much as God respects our faithfulness, it fails sometimes. And this kind of faith can give miracles, but it's only limited to that ability. That faith cannot give you the new birth. And I wonder because this is where now most of the message believers are trying to fall back to. Because they want to see something, it's faithfulness. You are asking for it, God will give it to you. But that's not the kind of faith that you need. The new birth 
comes not because you have heard by your audio faculties, but because the seed gene has been contacted by the teaching of the Spirit. Amen. 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 This faith is not agreement to a belief system. Yeah, simply because you read the church age book and then you have accepted this and that. It goes a lot deeper than that. That's now God contacting his part which is in you. That's now him knowing you so that he can quicken the life on the inside. Listen to what Brother Branham says here. In this pagan age, where men were humanizing salvation, having turned from the truth that salvation is of the law, having cast aside the doctrine of election and opened wide the church door and their faith and their fellowship to any and all who subscribe to their tenets, never mind the word, in this age of rapid degradation, there were still the few who had the measure of the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And not only used that faith in acts of power, but withstood those who dared to say that they were saved simply on the grounds of joining a church. They knew that no man could truly believe unto eternal life and the righteousness of God apart from the measure of the faith of the Lord Jesus himself. As today's church is filled with mental believers who endorse the virgin birth, the shed blood, going to church and taking communion and not reborn at all. Even so, in this third age was the same problem. Then the prophet says, human faith was not enough then and is not enough now. It takes the very faith of the Son of God to drop into man's heart so that he can receive the Lord of glory into the temple not made with the hands. So that's another type of faith. And there is also another type of faith. This type of faith is 1 Corinthians 12. And this is the gift of faith. And Brother Branham says that all these gifts of 1 Corinthians 12 can even happen once in the life of a believer and can never happen again. He can go out and somehow, somewhere, because of the desire of some creeper fellow somewhere, he says, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And this creeper will rise and walk. This man will think that he has got a permanent gift, but the gift of 1 Corinthians 12 does not work like that. He'll even get around and say, well, when I got the creeper walk. But as I've always told the people, you know, a gift that God has given you is not like this jacket that you are going somewhere and you'll forget it behind. The gift of Brother Branham went with him all the time because it was different from <laughs> It was perfect faith that operated by him. So we also have the faith 
We also have the faith that using the gifts, that uses the gifts without the new birth. Yes, sir. That's another one. And God allows this faith as a way of declaring his power among the rebellious peradventure they rethink. That's God being long-suffering. He'll allow them to touch some kind of a supernatural experiences. Let's go to Psalms chapter 68, verse 18 here. Praise the Lord. He says, Thou hast ascended on high. This is now David under a New Testament anointing, teaching the ascension of Christ. And after Christ drops his gifts after his ascension, there will be men that will tap into that anointing. That's what David is saying. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men. Yea, the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. And now, even in this message, people tap into dimension. And sometimes it causes them to ridicule the teaching ministry. I've got the anointing. I've got the power. Show us the power. You see what I mean? And David says they'll tap into it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Now, Brother Branham says these words. That now preaching usually catches the sinner, brings him under condemnation by the word. But teaching places a man positionally what he is. And we can never rightly be able to have faith until positionally we know what we are. This is why it is now. Praise the Lord. God wants us to rise above the faith that just taps into the anointing. And you come to the realization of what your position in Christ is. Then you will be able to write it of the faith which is not universal, but faith as a revelation of God's will for you as an individual. He wants us to stand still until the Holy Ghost contacts that seed gene. The purpose of that faith that cometh by you hearing by the way of the seed gene is to help you find your position in Christ. You get planted in a vineyard. You get identified as a bright tree. It helps you to bear your individual fruit. Amen. Amen. But then, this other faith that taps into the anointing. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 13. He says, to the rebellious also, that the Lord God may dwell among them. So he brings it down here in the book of Luke, chapter 13, verse 6. 
He spoke also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought a fruit thereon and found none. And yet the joy of the husbandman is a fruitful tree. When he didn't see any fruit on that fig tree, he cast it. Then said he unto the dresser of this vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none, cut it down, why cumbereth it the ground? When, you know, it says cut it down. When we are bearing no fruit, we are of no value to the master. But listen, the gardener begins to intercede for this tree. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Let it benefit from the children's food. Signs, wonders, miracles, peradventure. Peradventure. You understand what I mean? And he says, and if it bear fruit well, and if not then, after that, thou shalt cut it down. So that tree is a type of a believer that taps into the miracle ministry but fails to see the greater purpose. Because the greater purpose is the husbandman who wants to see fruit. That's what he wants to see. And that's why in Matthew chapter 7, he says, Many will come unto me and say, Lord, Lord, we have not prophesied in thy name. They used the power of the name. They tapped into the anointing. But he told them, get away from me. I never knew you. There was no union between the gene seed on the side there with me. I never knew you. I never planted any form of fruit. That's why you bore no fruit at all. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He gave them the ability, gave them the incentives. And he says, let them. But now their entire, you know, focus ended up to producing more signs and more wonders and more miracles. Not that we don't believe in them, we do, but that is not the focus of this calling now. The purpose right now is to build rapturing grace into the hearts of the believers, to know who they are. Praise the Lord. He says here, now we want to speak now upon faith. That's now when he's dealing with perfect faith. He says a different type of faith. He says perfect faith. That's a great thing. Now faith, we are told in the Bible, faith cometh by hearing. Now you cannot be saved without faith. And he says, a different type of faith, the saving faith. 
Meaning Romans 10, 7 is the supernatural faith. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, knowing when we are talking about the new birth, I personally contribute nothing. The new birth is God coming to pick me back from the fall. I contribute nothing. For God so loved the world that he gave. It was his love. It is his grace. It is his faith. We are saved by his faith. Even he gives us the name to overcome by. You know, everything we have got, no contribution whatsoever. Our only contribution is submission. That's all. So a different type of faith, which is the saving faith. Meaning Romans 10, 7 is something totally different from all this type of faith. But again, something so special about it that in Romans 10, 7, you can achieve all these other types of faith. <laughs> but then, not all these other types of faith can bring Romans 10, 17 into it. It says a different type of faith. So once you have this type of faith, it will bring victory through your life's journey. And this is substance faith because it produces from revelation. It proceeds from revelation. And faith is a substance. It has got the ability to see it is right there, ordained for me along my journey. And then you can tap into it, bring it from the supernatural to the mortal reality. Amen. And then we know that the disciples didn't have that kind of faith till they went to Pentecost. Amen. Jesus told them they didn't have it. After being preaching for three years, still they needed it. The church needs it. Brother Branham is saying, for three and a half years, they went out performing signs and wonders because of the faithfulness to the command, go and cast out demons. Amen. Amen. Now, we see at first, the disciples didn't have this perfect faith. Brother Branham is saying, they didn't have it because they had Christ walking with him. But then afterwards, Christ was in them. And so you see, it is hard then to have perfect faith without the Holy Spirit. It has to bring it. Earlier on, he was here Yeah, we left him out there. He sent us. So faithfulness, relying on his being. And they went and performed signs and wonders. That's not the perfect faith they had. Praise the Lord. So it's your personal Pentecost that builds that kind of faith. And this faith is personal and it's classified to hold up. That's why we say faith is not uniform. 
It's classified to hold. That's why it is God's revelation to you personally. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2 verse 17. He says, he that has an ear, he that has an ear. Meaning that he has got the seed gene. He that is born of God, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna. And will give him a white stone. And in the white stone of Revelation, a new name. Which no man knoweth saving it that receiveth it. Are you together with me? So listen very well here. We are trying to get to the bottom of that faith. Which is personal to hold and is classified. You are not going to take your father's faith to overcome. You can't take the faith of your wife to overcome. It is supposed to be personal and classified to the challenges that you go through personally. You cannot cross into my path because this faith is not a group revelation. He says, I give him to eat of the hidden manna, meaning that I'll take him into the sacred place where only the priesthood reaches into the holy of holies. After you've received your Pentecost, God ushering you into the holy of holies. Your understanding of the word will bear a certain depth of revelation and that depth of revelation will translate into fruitful lived life. And God will sustain that life because in there, the manna can never go stale. Meaning I'll give you a spiritual satisfaction. Amen. I'll give him a white stone and in a stone a new name. So this stone here that is white in nature speaks about the revelation upon which you as a church is built. Because he has told us there's no group revelation which means you must break into sect of revelation of who this Christ is to you personally. And this stone here is pure. It speaks of a holy foundation free from the living of sin. Are you together with me? I'll give you a virtuous foundation and my presence will become your holiness. I'll cause you to express it. That's what a new name is. It's an expression. Whenever God wanted to express something through the holy men, he would change their names. And he says, and he was called Abram because. So the name literally is the definition that God has given to your person. And he was called Israel because. So the new name there is the evidence 
that you have been able to get into the Holy of Holies. Revelation has taken you there. You've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. And when you walk out, your walk is going to testify. That's your new name now. Your walk testifies that you have touched eternal life. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's what hearing by the word produces. A personal revelation given to you to help to you to, to help you to walk your course. Amen. Paul needed that personal faith because he had a personal course run. The faith that cannot be exchanged. Amen. This is the faith that produces the token. Are you together with me? Yeah, when you say, can I please get some of your oil? He says, no, 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 no. Go to those who sell. And that's what we are doing this morning. We are trying our best to sell the oil (laughs) before the time is over. Go to those who sell. Because this revelation is personal to order. It cannot be exchanged. The revelation that brings the new birth. Amen. Amen. So your faith can never walk my path. Yes, sir. So, what is faith? Brother Branham is asking. Faith is something that's revealed to you. That's not yet, but you believe it will be. Faith is the revelation of the will of God. So, by revelation. And the churches today don't believe in spiritual revelation. They believe in dogmatic teaching of some system. If you all believe this, we all believe this, then we all believe this, and we call it faith. Can never be uniform. It's a personal challenge. Amen? So, Brother Branham then reads Ephesians 1.9 here. And he says, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. After reading the scripture, listen to what he says. The mystery of his will. Now, it's not just a little thing. Then it's a mystery. God's will is a mystery. And each man has to seek out the will of God for his or herself. God's mystery. Then you touch the revelation of God for your life personally. That's what produces the perfect faith. How do we find out? Paul, it was known to him. He said he didn't confer with any man. No flesh and blood. He went to no school, no seminary. He had nothing to do with it. It was revealed to him by Jesus Christ, who met him on the road to Damascus in a light like a pillar of fire, and it called him. And he went to Arabia, and there dwelt three years. God's perfect will for every individual. When one finds Christ as his personal savior, 
he can find true faith. Because Christ makes known unto him the mystery of his will. It's in that area where the faith of Christ works. Because it's personal. To Abraham, faith was something different from Enoch. Yeah. He just didn't say, by faith, everybody had a path to walk. And God released the faith to every individual to be able to walk that faith. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Paul would have said faith caused them. But everybody had a personal revelation to the will of God that brings down a personal path. So to some, faith was hanging out there, holding on, until they even changed dimension from mortal to immortality, not being able to see the promise. But faith, being the will of God for the individual, he had to get energized to take that course. They pass on to the supernatural dimension, believing that even if I have not received it yet, it is true, God is going to perform it. Look at Abraham. By faith this, by faith this, and yet by the same faith, he walked looking for a city whose builder and maker was God himself. And he expired without seeing it, but the grace that God gave him to constantly believe, it took him beyond the mortal realms. And finally, he had the ability to touch that city in the supernatural. Amen? We are looking at faith. Sometimes you were told that faith is the ability for you to change bad, uh, you know, stations along your pathway. And you completely take them away. You take away the cancer. You, you take away the, the TB or you take away this. You take away poverty. You take away, you know, it's like faith is a bulldozer. That takes everything away from your path. Faith is God coming down to go through the challenges together with you. Listen, Hebrews 11.36. He's talking about now the heroes of faith. Look at a hero of faith. And he says, others had try of cruel mockings and scourgings, moreover of bones and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about sheep's skins and goat's skins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not, the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Because it was the will of God. 
Are you together with me? Without a true new birth, you can never catch the right direction of your path through life. Because a little bit like failure to find a good job throws you out of the journey. Young ladies, failure to find a husband throws you out of the journey. But when you find a lady, 30 years, 40 years, she's standing strong. That is faith. She has found her anchor. And God is walking with her through the challenges. Sometimes, just a little thing, failure to understand a pastor, throws them out of the journey. You see? So faith is a revelation of God's perfect will in our individual lives. And that's why faith had different perspectives to different men whom God used. Because God's will for Moses was different from God's will for Daniel. We all have a path to walk. And in this journey, the challenges are different. Okay? So all these in Hebrews 11 are referred to in Hebrews 12 as a cloud of witnesses. I don't know what category you're going through. There is always a witness. That if he overcame, I will overcome. They testify to us what faith is. Faith is a genuine courage endowed upon an individual to walk the path of God, which God has ordained for him. Amen. So let's try to define this faith and then we can get out of here. God be merciful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> My wife knows. <laughs> Praise God. Back home, I take my time on a Sunday. <laughs> we accepted it's God's day. So I don't want to turn you into that here. So I want to fully understand faith before we finish. Amen? This faith is used in Romans ten seventeen. perfect faith. When Paul is discussing redemption, in Revelation 10, I mean Revelation 10, meaning that it is the faith responsible for making us new creatures. It's the faith that overcomes the world. First John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And perfect faith is the one responsible for the new birth. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That faith, therefore, is the faith we need to get rid of a carnal nature. 
That faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It receives every word and lives by it as revelation. So that it may be fulfilled. Total obedience entitles you to that token. The nature is hidden in the promises of the word. You see what I mean? That nature is hidden in the promises. And when the Holy Ghost speaks directly to your seed gene, that seed gene begins to take the nature of that word. That's when it is fulfilled. We walk by faith. Okay? Now, 2 Peter 1 4, let me just finish on that. He says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises we might be partakers of a divine nature. Just when the word is talking to the seed gene and the seed gene is saying amen, it creates a divine nature. It builds within us the virtuous life of Jesus Christ. And then comes the capstone to give the entire seed gene its sealing. Pop. And you are sealed the seed gene is capped by a manifestation of charity. There is something that you begin to display. The people are not going to ask. They see. They see. When the tabernacle was complete, they didn't have to ask. They saw. There is a light that settled over there. You see what I mean? Brother Branham, when he come to that level, we see there was a charity capped up over him. And whenever he was coming to church for services, he was trying his level best to take the whole church into the Holy of Holies. To take them into presence. That's why he would say, the pillar is over here. I can see him over the head here. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. takes the entire congregation yeah. into a presence. Yeah. We pray that the Lord may be gracious to us. Amen. So that we can be connected with the charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Amen. Bonding all these elements on the side of us faith and virtue and knowledge and temperance and patience and godliness. It ceases to be ours. No. In such of a perfect man, he said the faith of Jesus Christ, the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the temperance of Jesus Christ. He comes in and dwells. He takes over. And you remember when that man you know, painted the heart of a believer, the door, Jesus knocking at the door. Some critic stands up and says, I have something to say. 
He says, what is it? Oh, that door has no latch. This man gently stands up and he says, you see, the door, the latch is on the inside. That's why he says, behold, I stand and knock. And I thank God that we all had the knock on the door. And when we opened and he came in, he takes over the kingdom. <laughs> you can never open to take him away. You submit to his presence. Charity, the bond of perfectness, comes to take control of his own kingdom. And when Paul is talking about these gifts then, he says that even if you've got gifts without charity, what does it mean? That you have been able to tap into the anointing but charity is not behind that gift. But when charity comes on the inside and locks inside together with you, everything becomes God. Everything becomes God himself. He takes control. God bless you. We don't have time. My faith looks up to thee. Thou As we stand up. look unto him give him the grace open that latch allow him in and over you will that pillar of fire be and that presence will become your holiness it will change your name it will change your personality Let's bow heads. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your loving grace. You've been such a tremendous blessing. You gave us a prophet in this end time to bring us out further from the mess that theology created upon the earth. You've told us, Heavenly Father, that faith is personal to hold. We thank you for that faith, Lord, which you have given to every individual. We can never fail. By faith, Abraham, and he went through different challenges. By faith, Moses, he went through different challenges. By faith, Job, he went through different challenges. But that faith never fails because charity 
will always be there to strengthen it. I pray for your children. They've heard the word. They heard from a teacher. But the inside teacher is the one that can give life to what they've heard. I pray, Heavenly Father, that when challenges come their way, I pray that you may give them the grace to look unto thee. The songwriter says, My faith looks unto thee. Help us, Heavenly Father, that when the storms come, Lord, we know where to look unto. Father, when the floods come, you know how to lift the standard. So we permanently and totally surrender our entire lives, Heavenly Father, to a supernatural leadership. Thank you for the ministry, Lord, that labors among these people. I pray that you may continue to bless them, establish them, and give them the grace that they need, Father, to take your children through. We commit ourselves into your hands that we may constantly, Lord, be able to overcome by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Lord.
not looking at the, the personality, but looking at the word and the value of the word that was ministered to our souls. There shouldn't be one of us that leaves this church not satisfied in the inner man, knowing that you have indeed heard from your theophany. You've heard from God himself in this great sanctuary where their pillar of fire is indeed present amongst us. i just like to sing a little song before we go. Into the chamber be free, Holy Spirit. Into the chamber. This is the chamber now. their situation we, we think faith is something all inclusive, it's individual it's personal and yet it is of course all inclusive but if by faith you could reach into the inner veil this morning for your need I believe the Holy Spirit is here to meet that need so as we have a closing prayer and you want something from God that God has spoken to you in the realm of faith in your own soul just claim it claim it for yourself Lord by faith as he was saying I thought it was so wonderful so you got up out of bed you did it by faith you came and clothed yourself you did it by faith but now we're working in another realm let this faith become substance faith in your life let's pray Lord, your word has exceeded, I'm sure, all of our expectations, Lord. The gift of God that's been deposited in that vessel called Pastor Stephen I. Bali was for me this morning. Lord, we get so channeled 
in even our ideas and our own thoughts. So channeled and so focused sometimes, Lord, we don't look outside that focus. That's probably the mind worst fault. You broadened it. And I thank you for that. Lord, I just pray, God, that this word would strengthen each believer that will not only that's here, but that might hear this message, Lord. It's a word for the body of Christ and it's a lovely word. And so Lord, I wouldn't even want to spoil it by even adding another thought. It was as Brother Stephen said the other night, another masterpiece has been painted. These final strokes, Lord, seem so beautiful. So marvelous. God, strike our inner man, strike our souls with this word in a greater way. We know it is indeed a personal, but Lord, won't you walk with us and let this word become alive to us individually and personally in every heart. I pray this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Won't That's a 
bad analogy. You just go, hmm, that was good. I'm sufficiently sophonsified this morning. But Lord, would you continue to keep it unfolding? And I wanted to sing a little Christmas song. understand exactly what you're saying do you by eyes of faith see well man of God sees I said Lord open my eyes that I might see your glory thank you once again for your kind attendance your patience and your pulling we love you greet one another you're dismissed in Jesus name